0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. I want you to notice that first verse right there in Acts chapter 2. First of all, before I go any further, let me just state this. These ones that were sent there to Jerusalem to tarry, to wait for the day of Pentecost, for the Holy Ghost to fall, they were all together in one accord of one heart and of one mind, instructed by our Lord to be there and to wait. Amen? Amen? They were already born again. They were already born again believers. There are those in Christianity today who believe you can be saved, and that's, you know, saved and receiving all the Spirit is a one-time experience, and that's not true. There is something more than than just being saved. As a matter of fact, salvation or Jesus is the gift to the world. The Holy Ghost is the gift to the saint. Amen? Amen. Amen. You see, the, the world can receive Jesus as a gift. That is the gift of eternal life, but the believer receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. So once you become a believer, there's another experience, and that experience is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And you see, there are certain things we need to know about the Holy Ghost when we start coming to seek out and search, you know, that, that same experience. And then once you do get filled, there are certain things we need to know then also. Amen. And so we want to touch on some of those things here. I'm going to ask our praisers and musicians to stay here because who, who knows when they might want to cut loose. you never know. <laughs> Glory to God. We didn't unplug them, I guarantee it. We didn't unplug them. They're staying hooked up, praise God. You plugged in over there? Amen. Well, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They had expectancy. They were there because they wanted together, stay together and receive all that God had for them. Is that how we are tonight? Do you want all that God has for you tonight? That's how we should be every time we gather together. We should expect great things from God when we gather together. Amen. We should expect God to be big and live big here in our midst because He is our God and He is the God of heaven and earth and seen all that in the midst He made everything and put it all together and He said, if you'll gather in my name, I'll be there in the midst of you. Amen. And so we expect Him to manifest Himself in a glorious way. Well, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Glory to God. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. They actually saw these cloven tongues like as a fire appear right there. So a sound came from heaven, a rushing mighty wind. See, blew right into the place where they were all together in one accord. Amen? Amen. And then there appeared cloven tongues like as a fire. Remember, He said He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Amen? And so they saw the fire of the Holy Ghost sitting upon each of them. And then it says, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't say they got saved. It says they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what it says? See, they were already saved. The day of Pentecost hadn't come yet. They were saved, you see, and they were waiting for the Holy Ghost to come on this day of Pentecost for the advent of the Holy Ghost. And on that day, that's what they were waiting for. They were waiting for the day to come. The day when, as Jesus says, He'll pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Well, they waited for that day that they finally came. The Spirit of God also came and sat upon each of them in, in the form of fire. It filled the house where they were sitting and sat upon each of them in the form of fire. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, notice this. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they began to speak with other tongues. And I'm telling you right now. Jesus said you'll get power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And that word power there is dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite from. When the Holy Ghost gets on the inside of you and fills you, there will be dynamic power. There will be dynamite waiting to explode in your life. You know, everywhere you should go, there should be explosions of almightiness. Everywhere I go, there should be explosions of almightiness explosions of the power and the glory and the might of God through our lives, explosions of the living power of God in our lives because that's the dunamis that we have on the inside. And right there, they were filled with dunamis with this miracle-working power and I'll tell you what, this is what they began to do. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit moved upon their vocal cords and gave them utterance and they began to speak out. Now, first of all, for those of you that might not be Spirit-filled here tonight, I want you to remember this As I share with you some things you should know about being filled with the Holy Ghost. First of all, the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost baptism is a gift to the believer. That's the first thing that you should know. He is a gift given to every child of God and all he needs to be is received. You can receive the Holy Ghost if you're a child of God. The second thing you need to know about that is this. If you're saved, you're ready. I said, are you saved tonight? Then you are ready. Someone says, but don't I have to reach a degree of sanctification? No, you can't get there without the Holy Ghost. So forget about it. If you got saved, you're ready. Amen? Don't let anybody lie to you until you've got to wait, you know, five years down the road. If you got saved, you are ready. Can you say amen? You're ready right now. Praise God. The next thing you need to know is this. The Holy Ghost is going to fall upon you. You see, He's going to fall upon you, and when He falls upon you, He's going to move upon your vocal cords, just like He did with these, guys, these people over here, and He's going to give you utterance. And all you've got to do is, is yield to that. See, He'll fall upon you, and when He falls upon you, you yield to that. He'll give you utterance as He moves upon your vocal cords, and you'll speak out in other tongues, just like they did right over there. Amen. That's exactly what happened to you. Now, if there's a problem, you say, well, I asked, you know, God to fill me with the Holy Ghost and there's a problem. I don't seem to be able to receive. There's only two areas that you have to check. The area of faith and yielding. The area of faith, meaning you've got to believe in your heart that when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you receive him and he'll give you this utterance. Just believe that. Believe that you receive and you shall have. And secondly, yield your tongue. Don't think that you're going to speak apart, apart from the Holy Ghost or the Holy Ghost is going to speak apart from you. You've got to do the speaking just as they did the speaking right there. They spoke with other tongues. As He moves upon you, you've got to start spewing it out. Can you see that? You've got to start saying it and not hold back like me. When I first got a hold of this thing, I had the fire God on me, my mouth wide open, and nothing came out. And I sat there, knelt there for 45 minutes waiting for something to come out of my mouth. I did nothing but catch flies. And finally I found out I was supposed to do the talking, and when I did, I haven't shut up since. That's to make a long story short. Can you say amen? Amen. And then you need to know this once you get it. And this goes, this will will date you. This will get you back there for a while, you know, in in these days of Pentecost. If you just get a few syllables, that's okay. Just remember this. Number five, remember this. You're supposed to continue speaking and develop that language. It's not just an initial experience saying that I've got the Holy Ghost now and then stop speaking with other tongues. No, you continue to speak out in the Holy Ghost with other tongues until you develop a fluent language language of the Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Now, way back when, you know, the, the thing was to gather around the altar and the first one to say Shandala was filled. You remember those days? I got it, Shandala. <laughs> Thank God for patience. Thank God that He loves us enough to say, well, there's a Shandala. That's the beginning. <laughs> amen. You see, more, speaking in other tongues is more than a Shandala. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? (laughs) Those are five things that you should know if you have yet to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? Those are five things to know. Just remember those things and you won't have a problem. And then if you need more instruction, you can pick up a book and read about that. But you can also get involved in a service like this where the Holy Ghost is going to fall upon you and just be a yielded vessel. And just say, here I am, move upon my vocal cords, I'll speak out. But that's just the beginning of this experience. But also now, I want you to know this. If you are already filled with the Holy Ghost... If you are already right now filled with the Holy Ghost, let's start right at the beginning again. Number one, you need to know this. This experience is like a flowing stream that should never dry up. This is something that you want to use continuously and constantly in your Christian experience because it's the best way you can talk to God. Hallelujah. See, we're told in the Scriptures that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. How be it in the Spirit he speaks divine secrets. He is speaking divine secrets with God. Boy, do you like that? Amen. And you see, something happens to the individual believer that others may not understand. It is a means of spiritual edification. And for that reason, we want to continue speaking out. Speaking out. Continuously. On a day-by-day basis. Continually speaking in this prayer language because of certain reasons. But for the most part, we have to know this. It should never dry up because if we dry up with this area of speaking with other tongues, we're going to dry up spiritually. You're not going to have manifested the power and the glory of God like you want to. See, it's a means of spiritual edification as we speak out with other tongues. And if you want to be filled and be being filled and have yourself flooded and filled full of the overflowing with an overflow of the Spirit of God in your life, then you've got to continue speaking out, singing out, Whatever, with other tongues. I remember this one fellow was on a television broadcast. He was a preacher, was a Pentecostal preacher, but he had a Baptist background. And as a result of coming from a Baptist background, you see, many didn't believe in speaking with other tongues and had their own opinions about that type of an experience. And so while he was on there sharing the pulpit with another Baptist minister, this fellow said, well, look, I'm tired of this. And he started to argue with him right there on a television broadcast before, you know, people watching them argue about this. Well, he was arguing anyhow. And so finally he said to the preacher, he says, fine, you think you can speak out with this here language that's going to do something? Just go ahead and do it right now in front of all these people. So this Pentecostal preacher just began speaking out with other tongues. I mean to tell you, he started to get off in a world by himself. Right there. I mean, he was just... And finally, when this fellow saw he was getting carried away there, He stopped him, shook him, and said, hey, that didn't do a thing for me. I want you to know. The uh, the Pentecostal preacher said, it wasn't supposed to. It was supposed to edify me, and I'm on fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see where the other guy was missing it? Hallelujah. It was supposed to fill me and edify me, praise God. And then when I get around somebody else, you know, we can get them filled, too, or, or get them healed and delivered and set free. And so it's something that should never, never, never dry up in a Christian's life. Also, it's important to know and write down some of these scriptures. In, the, in, the, in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, right in there. Let's write it down. And in John's Gospel, chapter 16 and verse 13, we're supposed to know this. The Holy Ghost is a comforter that Jesus said, When I leave, He's going to come. And when He comes, He is the comforter. And He is going to do certain things in your life as a Christian. Now, I don't know about you, but I like comfort. What about you? Amen. When the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and the Greek word there is paraclete. And that word paraclete means different things. It means He's a comforter. He's a counselor. He's a helper. He's a strengthener. He's an advocate, an intercessor, and a standby. Those are seven Seven definitions of that word paraclete in the Greek. On the inside of you, you have the mighty Spirit of the living God who is there to comfort you in your time of need, to counsel you in your time of need, to help you in your time of need, to stand by you in your time of need, time of need and be your advocate also before the Father and help you intercede as an intercessor and to strengthen you when you're in need of strength. See, while that fellow was praying in the Holy Ghost, he was getting the strength of God activated on the inside of him. It was generating the strength of God inside him. He was building himself up on his most holy faith. Can you see that? As He was doing that, He was activating the Counselor on the inside of Him. He's praying out there in tongues. You may say, Father God, about the situation I'm praying about, this is all that I know to pray. And I don't realize what I'm supposed to pray right now. But you know what? I'm not without help. Praise God. The mighty Holy Ghost said He'd be on the inside of me to help me pray to the best of my ability, spiritually, according unto Your will. And so I prayed all I know how to pray in the English. And now I'm going to let it go in the Spirit of God, believing He is going to take a hold of me and give me utterance. And I'm going to pray it Well, in Jesus' name, I'll tell you what, you activate the Counselor on the inside of you, the Intercessor on the inside. Can you see that? And that's why it should never dry up, praise God. You need the strength of God in your life. Our strength is not enough to get the job done, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you've got the strength of God activated, generated on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. And you know, young people, when you're out there and you've got to go to school and you need the wisdom of God, God's wisdom will be imparted to you. And there'll be counsel coming your way by the Spirit of God as you pray in the Holy Ghost. You need the strength to overcome certain temptations and peer pressures that come your way in this life. I want you to know, if you're a Spirit-filled believer, you're supposed to rise up in the morning time and something better to take with you than your lunch is the Holy Ghost power and fire. Hallelujah. I mean to tell you, you pray and sing on the way to school. You don't have to do it out loud. You can do it very softly and quietly. Nobody even hear you, what you're doing. But I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you'll get so full on the inside, you might let out a shout on the bus. Yes. You'll say, glory! And you'll have the bus driver turning around, what, what is going on back here? I just had a spell. And finally, they won't even notice you anymore. They'll know, Well, he just had another spell. That's the strength of God, praise God, activated on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And then thirdly, you need to know that He, the Holy Ghost, the Mighty One, as Jesus said, will be your guide. You need a travel guide through this life. Did you know that? Everybody needs a travel guide. Isn't that right? Amen. If you're on tour going somewhere, it's nice to have a guide to tell you all about it, isn't it? You listen to all the knowledge that they have. And they share with you all these things of of vital importance and it blesses you. Well, I want you to know something. You've got to get through this life and you've got a travel guide. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you activate and generate the guidance that comes from above. Hallelujah. See, that's what he said. I'll guide you. He'll guide you in the righteousness and truth in the past that you should take for your life and in this life for the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord and you've got the mighty Holy Ghost on the inside of you and if you don't know which way to go, which way to turn you can stop right there and say Father God, you said in your word you would direct and order my steps I don't know which way to go I don't know which way to turn and I don't know what more to pray so here it goes I'm going to let it go in the Holy Ghost and I believe that He is going to give me guidance you're generating, you see Amen. some power there in your life can you see that? Yeah. He also said that he would be a teacher to you. We all need to be taught. Amen? Of the Lord. And the Holy Ghost is your teacher. He has come to teach you. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you activate that aspect of the, of, the, of the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost. And you may not know something, and you want an answer, and you say, Father God, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to reveal it to me. I don't know what else to pray. I need an answer here. Teach me this from the Word of God. And you say, I'm going to start praying in the Holy Ghost, because I find out He's my teacher. He's the unction on the inside of me to tell me what is right and what is wrong. And so I'm going to pray. And you start praying out in the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you, you are generating the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost by your faith. Can you see that? And then here on the inside, you know, this is what I am to do. This is what that means. This is what he's saying right here. And you have a shout on the inside of you. I'll tell you, one time I had me a spell. You ever have yourself a spell? There are about four steps right over here. And I was doing some studying, some quiet time studying, you know. And I was studying in the book of uh, Co- Corinthians. I'm reading over there in the book of 1 Corinthians. And I'm talking. it's talking about Jesus being our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And you know, I've heard that said so many times on different occasions and all that. But you know, there's something to meditation. Did you know that? You meditate the Word of God, it does something to you on the inside. I'm telling you, it'll change you. You're never going to get anywhere in God. Or you're never going to grow in your spirituality unless you learn how to meditate the things of God. And so I, just was, I was laying back and I began to meditate. I'm meditating that Jesus has made unto me wisdom. I said, oh, thank God. See, the Spirit of God was inside me. And He was saying, that means He's your ability to use knowledge in this life. I said, glory to God, hallelujah. You see, He was speaking to my heart. He is your wisdom. He is your righteousness. He said, He is your standing before the Father right now. You don't have to do anything, and you're right before your Father God right now. And I'll tell you what, it began to bubble up on the inside of me. I said, I know how to use knowledge and understanding in this life, and I know I have a standing before God that is as righteous as Jesus because He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. Too often we're trying, you see, we're trying to please God with our lives and we should please God with our lives. But very often we are cast down and and downhearted because we think that He's looking down upon us for missing it so much. I began to realize as the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, He is your sanctification. He has set you apart unto Himself, praise God. And you have a standing before the Father right now. And if you'll look to Him and abide in Him, that's all you need to be sanctified. He is my sanctification, my separation from the lust of the world. The eyes, the flesh. That in this world system, I thank God that Jesus is my sanctification right now. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it went on to say, and he said, he's your redemption. You know what that means? I said, tell me. He said, he is your deliverance from everything that is evil. He is your deliverance from spiritual death. He is your deliverance from the curse of the law. He is your your redemption. He is your deliverance from the hand of the enemy in every possible way. And I said, glory to God inside me. And then I've kind of finished my meditation time and I started to make my way down the stairs. And as I started to down, make my way down the stairs, something on the inside, I had a spell, something on the inside of me, it was like a light bulb went on. I mean to tell you, it hit me, you know, it just really, really hit me. You know, when spiritual truth really hits you, it does something to you, I had me a change in midair. I had me a change in midair. I went off the top step, I flew to the bottom step, and on the way I said, glory to God, Jesus is my wisdom, my righteousness, my sanctification, He's my redemption! I just began to shout out. Had me a spell right there. The Holy Ghost was my teacher. He revealed to me truth. And it blessed my heart. See, that's what He wants to do for all of us. Got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, there's more. And they were dwelling in verse 5, At Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, And multitude came together and were confounded, Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, in and Pontus, in and, and Asia, in Phrygia, and Pamphylia, and Egypt, and in parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews, and proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians, we do hear them speak. Everybody say speak. speak. They were speaking. They were speaking with other tongues. I want you to see, see the beauty of speaking with other tongues. We hear them speak. What were they speaking? We hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. In tongues, beloved, they were speaking the wonderful works of God. They did not know what they were saying. They did not know what they were speaking. But I want you to see this. This experience in Acts 2, 1-4 through 4 is all God and nothing to do with man. They had no idea what being filled with the Holy Ghost would mean. They had no idea what was going to take place in that dispensation. It was God in the person of the Holy Ghost falling upon them and filling them. And as they began to speak out by the utterance of the Holy Ghost, they began to speak out in these languages that that they did not understand in themselves. But these others heard them magnifying God, glorifying God, speaking of the wonderful works of God. Tongues glorifies God in a way that you can never do in your natural language. I'm telling you, tongues glorifies God in a supernatural way far beyond any way you can in your English tongue. Oh, the one who sang, Oh, for a thousand tongues, wasn't filled. (laughs) You'll get that tomorrow morning when you wake up. If you had one, you wouldn't have to have the thousand. Praise God, this new one. Praise God. See, what he was saying was, I want to bless God, but I just I need a thousand tongues to do it. Man, if you had one, you, don't, you just don't know what, what it would do for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, then it goes on to say, in verse 13, others mocking, or the back of the verse 12, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another. You know, when God begins to manifest Himself in a among a group of people in a powerful way. And I mean when the glory of God really falls and really fills people and they get to the point of being just overflowing and drunk with the Spirit, people will be amazed. Some people will doubt. Some will walk off saying, man, what, what, what is this? What meaneth this? What is going on? Others will mock. Others mocking said, man, these people are full of new wine. And if I could say it my way, i say, these people are drunk. These people are intoxicated. Don't even give them any attention whatsoever. Don't pay any attention. They're drunk. They're intoxicated. Well, it didn't bother them what others said. Did you hear that point? It didn't bother them what others said, did it? Not at all. It didn't matter one iota what others thought about them. They knew what they had. And then Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up. His voice, Peter now begins to take on a difference in his life. All of a sudden, he that was afraid of the the leaders of the Jews and all those people that were coming against Jesus, he was fearful for his life running scared all of a sudden in the midst of all the people there in Jerusalem, he stands up, he lifts up his voice and he says there was a boldness about Peter that he did not possess before being filled with the Holy Ghost and power. He was filled with miracle power. He was a stick of dynamite about to explode for God. Amen. Are you, yeah. There was an explosion about to take place which took place in Peter's life that he was going to give the residue to the people. He stands up with a loud voice and he says, Ye men of Judea, And all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. In other words, it's too early in the morning for them to be drunk. They're not drunk yet, as you suppose. You think they're on some kind of new wine, but they're not. No. In verse 16 it says, but this is that. What is it? Everybody say, this is, that. this is that. Say it again. This is that. This is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I'll pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon in into, into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord it shall come to pass that Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want you to know the Holy Ghost gave them an opportunity to preach the gospel. And when He preached the gospel, many were saved on that day. 3,000 souls were saved and added to the church on that particular day. As a result of the Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. So you can see this. When a person is full, it will have an an effect upon the people around them. Can you see that? God wants us to be full. He wants it to be the same in our lives today. He wants us to be filled as they were filled. But I want you to notice that they appeared in them like being drunk. I mean, they took on some of the characteristics of one who was drunk. You know, you can get so full of the Spirit, you have to sometimes stumble around. I know sometimes I get so full of the Spirit and preaching, my knee's about to buckle and I'm about to fall over. You ever been there before? You get so filled with the Holy Ghost, you have to let out a shout. You have to speak in a tongue. I remember driving down a highway one time. Uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost and angels because I didn't know how I made it halfway home. Just driving on down a highway. And I thought, how did I get from there to here? And, and I know there must have been some red lights along the way. But I didn't remember passing through any one of them. Just so filled and full of the Holy Ghost, you see? The Holy Ghost manifesting Himself in a powerful way in your life, doing a thing, a work on the inside of you. And that's how God wants us all to be. Every single one of us. God wants us full of the Spirit, beloved, because when we're filled with the Spirit, we become more effective in carrying out His plans and purposes here upon this earth. Amen. He wants us that way. Now, they were full, they were filled, and he said this was what was prophesied by Joel the prophet, saying that in these days God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. See? God wants us to know that we need to stay full of the Spirit. And we need to continue being filled with the Spirit continuously, so that we're always overflowing and the Spirit of God is always manifesting Himself through us. You see, when we get to a point where we become weak in spiritual things, it's because we're not activating the ministry of the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We're trying to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. In our own strength and by our own ability. Well, you know what, beloved? We've got to stand by. I said, we've got to stand by. We've got to stand by. Additional power. Extra strength. Energy. just waiting for us to tap into. Can you see that? He is right there, a standby, standby, waiting to join forces together with us to accomplish a purpose in the will of the Father God. He is going to be there to teach us all things and show us things to come in this life. He is right there, his ministry, wanting to be activated in our lives to do great signs and wonders among the people. Amen. Amen, oh, amen. Can you see that? That's exactly what He is there on the inside, but we've got to tap into Him. And also, as I said, young people, you're not too young to tap into the ministry of the Holy Ghost. God wants us to be a supernatural body of believers, and He wants even our young people to prophesy, our young people to dream dreams and have visions, etc., etc., all those Manifestations. Of the Spirit. He does not want us ignorant of spiritual things. He wants us to learn how to tap into all that the Spirit of God provides. And we're going to talk about that more and more, you know, in these evening services. We're going to talk about the, the manifestations of the Holy Ghost and how we can activate those those manifestations here among us. There should be tongues, interpretation of tongues, as well as prophecy. There should be word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the, and the discerning of spirits. There should be the power of gifts in operation, special faith, working of miracles, and the gifts of healings manifested among us. When we know that, and we know how to generate that, and we know how to to invite that into our assembly by uniting together and praying the same way, that's when this Holy Ghost on the inside of us begins to manifest Himself among those people. As a young person, you need to have guidance and direction. You may need miracles and manifestations of the Spirit to get you by throughout your life. I want you to know that He is there on the inside of you right now. And if we'll learn how to activate His ministry, He is going to just do for you what you need to have done to make you a success in this life. God wants us to realize we're not just Pentecostal people because we got filled and spoke one time and we left our shandala ago about 20 years ago. Well, dust off your shandala and add a rata mashalabasita to it. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Add something to it. You know, expand that language that praise God and explode into things of God. That's what He wants for all of us. And He's given us the means we're about to do it. How does a man get drunk in the natural? He drinks and he drinks and he drinks. What did Jesus say? If you really thirst after the thing of God, He said, You will come to Me and drink, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of water. But this spake he of the Spirit, that they which believe on Him should receive. Isn't that what He said? Yes. You drink in the waters of the Spirit. Go with Me, if you would please, to the book of Ephesians in chapter 5 and verse 18. It says right here that God would have His people to be filled with the Holy Ghost and stay full or be being filled. And He tells us how to achieve this experience in our lives. In verse 17, Wherefore, Ephesians 5, 17, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. In other words, don't be intoxicated with natural drink, but be filled. And in the Greek, it's just this. It's a continuous action. Be being filled. Be filled. Being filled. Be being filled. Every day, be being filled. Be being filled. Be being filled. Stay intoxicated on the Spirit. Be being filled. Be being filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time experience. It's a continuous thing that should never dry up in our lives. Be being filled with the Spirit. How? Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, spiritual utterance. Notice, speaking to yourselves. See that fellow, that Pentecostal pastor, he was speaking to himself. He was building himself up on his most holy faith. He was edifying himself with the Spirit of God. And something was taking place on the inside. The amplified Bible says it the best. He says, I by my spirit, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit, on the inside of me prayeth or speaks unto God. My Spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays when I pray in an unknown tongue. My Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So when you pray in the Spirit, whose ministry do you activate? The Holy Spirit. And when you activate the Holy Spirit, you activate the Advocate. You activate the Counselor. You activate the Comforter. You activate the Intercessor. You activate the Helper. You activate the Strengthener in your life. Can you see that? You see what is taking place right now when you're doing that? You're beginning to glorify God. You're magnifying God. You're activating the Spirit of God. And I'll tell you something else. If you need healing for your physical body, the Bible says that the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body. You are also activating the reality of the Healer who quickens us according unto the Word of God when you pray and worship and sing in the Spirit of God. You see, that's how one stays full. That's how one gets drunk. That's how one is overflowing with the Spirit of God. Speak and singing with melody in his heart unto the Lord in the Spirit, and that person activates and generates all that the Holy Ghost represents. Hallelujah, glory to God! And now these other things begin to happen—the manifestations of the Spirit, you know, the gifts of the Spirit and operation that we so often talk about. See, they begin to manifest; they begin to take place, and they're, they're all born out of that kind of an atmosphere. Now, beloved, I want you to see this. And I'm going to stop because we want to get right into it. In the book of Acts, in chapter 4, I want you to see this here. Whenever you begin to set out to do something that God wants you to do, you're going to be challenged by the devil. Did you know that? I told you before, if you want to have him over for any kind of a supper or meeting with you, just start acting out on the Word. He'll be over tonight. The Bible says he comes immediately when you act on the Word of God. Doesn't it say that? He'll come immediately try to steal the Word of God from you, whatever you've heard from God, so it doesn't become a reality to you. That's exactly what He will try to do. And so, you start acting on the Word of God, He's going to try to come. But when He tries to come, just remember this. Just remember that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. And He has no part in you because you're filled with and full of the Holy Ghost and power. In Acts chapter 4, they did a notable miracle indeed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And when they did, they were threatened for what they did. As a result of their threatening, they were told, don't you ever teach and preach in this name any longer. And in verse 23 it says that they, when they heard that, they went and reported to their own company all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. I want you to notice what it says there at the beginning. And being let go, they went to their own company. You know, beloved, this is your own company tonight. I'm gonna say that again to you. This is your own company tonight. Sometimes believers think that they can just go to this church and that church and this church and that church and this church and that church and this church and that church and, church and, that church and, and they can just be it totally okay. I want you to know something right now. God wants people to join and unite together and say, We are a committed body of believers and we are gonna do a work. We've got the same vision and we're gonna fulfill it in our generation. God is looking for people to hook up and stay hooked up and be there and say This is my company. This is where I belong. And I want you to know this. In that, there is protection. In that, there is power. In that, there is victory. Because in under that umbrella of protection, God can work in a great way. Someone says, here's where I belong. It's like taking all the parts to a car and just throwing them around. They've got to come together. They've got to work together so that they can get a job done. Amen. And that's how we are. We are the body of Christ. We hook up together. We get a hold of the vision. And we say nothing is going to stop this mighty moving flow of the power of God in this place. We're going to take the power of God to this generation. We're going to let the eyes see that Jesus is alive and well. We're going to let their eyes see. And we're going to let their ears hear. And they're going to know that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They're going to see God's power and manifestation like never before. And God will be glorified in the midst of the people. And you know what? If they don't want anything to do with it, it won't be our fault and their blood won't be on us. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Their own company. They went together. They were strengthened their own company. And they said, this is what they told us. They told us, don't preach. They told us, don't teach. But you know what? Let's get together, praise God, and let's go to God in prayer. I want you to know, beloved, there is something about the company coming together for prayer. There's something about bringing the little children and the wives and the the mothers and fathers all together and saying, we're going to pray. You know, we've got this coming against us, but you know what? We're not going to magnify the problem. We're going to glorify God. And they lifted up their voice to God in one accord. It says, Once again, notice that word in one accord. Everybody united together in one accord, and they said, Lord, there's trouble on the horizon. Is that what they said? No. No, they didn't say that, did they? They said, Lord, Thou art God that made heaven. You made the earth and seeing all that in them is, is what they said. They magnify God, our biggest problem, beloved. And the reason why so many are defeated, because when tests and trials come their way, the first thing they do is murmur and complain about the difficulty. Instead of saying, Oh, Lord, Thou art God, and You're bigger than my problem. Hallelujah. Can you see that? You made heaven, you made earth, you made the sea, all that in them is. You made me, and you're bigger than the problem. Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to do. Everybody together to unite. If you want to call somebody, you call them up and say, you're my company. We're joined forces together. Tell everybody, lift your heart and voice to God with one accord. I'm saying you're bigger than my problem, God. You're God that made heaven and earth and sea, and all that in them is. And it goes on to say, the thing they said about the problem was found way down there in, in verse 29. And the Lord, behold their threatenings. He's saying right here, look at what they're telling us to do. We're not going to do it, Lord. Grant unto thy servants, here's a petition, that with all boldness we may preach thy word by stretching forth that hand to heal, and that signs and wonders will be wrought by the name of the Holy Child, Jesus. Amen. And then notice this. And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together. That's their own company. You ready for these walls to start shaking? Are you? Hallelujah. The place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled. See, they kept being filled, be being filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the Word of God with boldness. Then many signs and wonders were wrought among the people. But the whole idea is this. Everybody came together. They united together. And they said, God's bigger than our problem. They tapped into the resources of the Spirit of the living God. They were all filled and with great power gave they witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And many signs and wonders were wrought among them. In so much that even the shadow of Peter overshadowing the sick that were lying there on, on their deathbeds and couches on the, right there on the streets. They were all healed, every one. Even demon powers were cast out of them. You know what, beloved? There's so much today about deliverance. Sometimes it just, it's almost nauseating. You know what? Let me tell you this right now. There should be so much glory in this place. Somebody comes in with a the devil, they have to run out the door. Or the devil has to go. Do you ever read over there in Acts nineteen eleven 11 and 12 where it says they took the handkerchiefs from the apostle Paul that were anointed and they were given to those that were sick or demon-possessed? What happened to them? Nobody prayed for them. The glory came off and when the glory came off, the devil departed and said, I'm out of here. Amen. Packed up his bags and took the first train out. Amen. Right? Amen. And the disease departed from them. Amen. Can we have that here? Yeah. Yeah, we can if we just just let the Spirit of God have His way and just get filled and stay filled with the Holy Ghost and power. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And that's the way the person gets filled and stays filled. Continue speaking with other tongues. I tell you, here's what I want us to do. We've been praying this prayer. Uh, those that are in leadership have been praying this, this this kind of prayer. I want us to pray it again tonight in unison, everybody together. And then I want you to also to to, to to take off from that and in your private prayer time and devotion time, you go ahead and pray it where you're at. You know, in your own home with your own family this united company of believers. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Father. I'm so glad glad to be your child. child. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus. An heir of God. God. A joint heir with Jesus. A A king and a priest priest. of the Most High God. God. I thank you you for the privilege of being in the body of Christ Christ. And and serving you. I thank you for the Holy Ghost in my life who is in me now a source of power and strength. I look to you in prayer and believe together with this company for greater manifestations of your miracle power in our midst so that when we assemble together great signs and wonders are wrought By the name of the Holy Child, Jesus, that you'd be glorified among the people, that the needs of the people would be met, and that many hearts would be turned to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I pray for the revelation gifts to be in manifestation by a greater degree and measure. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. I pray that the power gifts be in manifestation in a greater way by degree and measure. Special faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. I pray that the inspirational gifts to be in manifestation in a greater way by degree and measure. Prophecy, tongues, An interpretation of tongues. And should there be anything else, I need to pray or say about these requests, I do so now by the unction of the Spirit of God who resides in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Every kind of salamander, Meta to the every salavanaha, every anamassula, wrong day, never nato, after Cassa for an adjelabas the cinema, every Nagandona, Esopana Marshal of Aringo, Hosa Pata Kene, every man de la basutala, never name a every Anatakas, Ambranokas de la Massa Maronde, Sona Hallelujah. Say, Father, I know you heard me. And I have the petition. I desire of you. I praise you for the victory. I praise you for the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to the living God. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together before God and bless His holy name. Let's lift our voice on high. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings.